We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 36 today, and this is really given to Edward Partridge. So again, we get the opportunity to learn about a really great man who came into the church. He was part of Sidney Rigdon's congregation of those searching and did who did not believe that the true church was on the earth. And it's cool to note that the four missionaries who again had gone to preach to the Lamanites and then taught Sidney Rigdon, also taught Edward Partridge. His wife did join the church, but he did not. And he wanted to meet Joseph Smith first. And so he comes with Sidney Rigdon, who has joined the church, but he comes and he hears Joseph Smith prophesying. And then Joseph Smith, or teaching, Joseph Smith turns the time to the congregation to anyone else, and he stands and declares that he's really investigated Joseph and his character and gone and looked at the farm and researched and known what a remarkable person Joseph Smith is and so says, I am ready to be baptized if you will baptize me. And Joseph Smith says, you're tired. You just got here. Why don't you wait a day? And then does baptize him. And so this is a man, some of the things that I learned about him, we'll find out later in section 41 that he is compared to Nathaniel of old, which I love that because it just means he's without guile. He is pure in heart and truly wants to serve the Lord. He sacrifices. He's got seven children, five with him now and um, a couple older, and he when they join the church, they sacrifice their property and they leave. And um, he endures mob violence. He's in the church less than 10 years. He dies. Um, he's the very first bishop that's called. So imagine that. And in and we'll discuss that later in that section 41. Um, but truly, all that bishops... Um, give and sacrifice he's the very first example of that and is told to leave his job and dedicate his time wholeheartedly to the church much as joseph smith does um he's a man of patience endurance patient endurance and a man who would not lie is one of the things that said about him and i love that can you imagine having that reputation how cool that is Immediately after he meets Joseph Smith and is baptized, he goes back to teach his family and he is rejected of his family. And so they endure poverty for a long time, well, their entire life, the rest of their life. But one of the things his daughter said about him, and I loved this, is she quoted what had been told, Thou shalt stand in thy office, and that means a bishop, until thou shalt desire to resign that thou mayest rest for a season. And she quoted that saying she believed her dad was ready to rest for a season. He really expended his life in the service of the Lord. And so I love that we have this opportunity to get to know Edward Partridge a little bit and another just remarkable person, much like Lehi and Nephi and Amulek who are willing to sacrifice everything for the church, which we are supposed to do. Okay, so very first verse, um, it says your sins are forgiven. And again, I just love that it says that anytime it says that. But also, we have that opportunity every time we take the sacrament to pray and know 
that our sins are forgiven. That's the whole purpose of taking the sacrament. So I love that. I think it's really awesome in verse 2 that Sidney Rigdon, who has just joined the church, um, gets to be the instrument to lay his hands, has the priesthood, and gets to lay his hands on his friend's head and give him the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that is just amazing. Here are these two brothers who are in this congregation of brothers and sisters who have been searching for the truth. And I think it's so neat that immediately after Sidney Rigdon joins, he gets that privilege. He gets the priesthood and gets to do that for his dear friend, Edward Partridge. Um, One of the other things I love that it says about the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter, it also says, which will teach you the peaceable things of the kingdom. And the peaceable things of the kingdom refers to Isaiah. But it's harmony among um, God's creatures. And I think of um, where it says in the last days, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. How great will be the peace of his kingdom. And truly, as we've said before, that peace only comes through God. It only comes from desiring a life pairing your life and your purpose and your desires in harmony with him and through ordinances and covenants and laying aside the world to follow the Lord. And so I love that. And the Holy Ghost is how we do that. So we need to make sure that we have the Holy Ghost as our constant companion. We need to seek for that. Okay, I love in verse 3, it says, You shall declare it with a loud voice. So he's been called now to go and teach. Hosanna. And I love that it says that blessed be the name of the Most High God because I thought he really wants him to rejoice. These people are giving up so much and they are enduring incredible hardship and persecution. And yet here the Lord says, say it, Hosanna, rejoice that you have found Christ and you know these things. And I think that's so important. We are to have joy. Even at this time of COVID, even at this time of divisiveness, we can, through those peaceable things of the kingdom, rejoice in Christ, rejoice in him. And so I love that. Okay, it tells him that um, he is called to go do missionary work and teach other people. And as I said, he immediately goes to teach his family. They reject it. But I love that he says um, he will be ordained again through that priesthood power through Sidney Rigdon. In verse 6, cry repentance, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Come forth out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted with flesh. And the scriptures that came to mind is in DNC 133.5. Which says, let's see, go ye out from Babylon, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. And we are called to be in the world, but not of the world. We are called to be a peculiar people, which means separate and different. We are called to show the world what it means to be followers of Christ. And the Holy Ghost helps us to do that, to be separate, to be unspotted from the world. Do we need Christ's atonement? Do we need repentance and forgiveness? Absolutely. But we are called to stay a companion with the Holy Ghost and shine like Christ's life does and draw others to him, seeing our happiness, seeing our joy, seeing our peace, 
in this time of turmoil. And so I love that. Um, he tells him in verse seven to do this with singleness of heart. So he really will have to continue just focusing on being the bishop, focusing on the church and sacrificing everything for the kingdom. And that singleness of heart, looking to God and only caring what he thinks, not caring what man thinks and magnifying his calling. And then in verse eight, I am Jesus Christ, the son of God, wherefore gird up your loins. I will, I will suddenly come to my temple. And what I love about that is girding up your loins is going to work. They, they used to do that, tuck their cloth in so that they could go on a long journey or prepare to work. And that's what he's asking us to do. Get ready for work. Get ready for this adventure um, that we are on suddenly to my temple. And um, I just think, again, of that dream I shared before that my sister had where um, she compared it to the parable of the 10 virgins and woke up and realized it was her stake relief society president was talking about having a current temple recommend even in the midst of covid when we can't go and she said she woke up and went immediately to check her recommend and it had expired and just in the dream she said it was very clear she said can you imagine if if the stake president called and you had leaders who called and said, hurry, come to the temple right now. Christ is here teaching how you would feel if you had to scramble and call the bishop and call the stake president. And where would they be? They'd be at the temple hearing Christ teach to them. And so in this dream, she said it was just so much like the parable of the 10 virgins. Um, if we are found without a current temple recommend, he's going to be at his temple. We want to be there. So the importance of being temple worthy. And I love that because at this time, it's so significant when we can't go that it doesn't matter. We show the Lord that we are worthy and how important those covenants and ordinances are to us. And I love that someone said when we partake of the sacrament, we renew those covenants in the temple as well as our baptism covenants. And that made me super happy to know this last year, I've still been able to put our names on the prayer roll. I've still been able to renew my temple covenants and live temple worthy lives and focused on Christ and having the Holy Ghost as my comforter, my companion, and being separate from the world. And I just love that. I loved learning about Edward Partridge. Um, it will be fun to go on and hear more about these great men that we learn about. What an awesome opportunity we have of these revelations that have been recorded from God for them. Virtually patriarchal blessings. I think it's the neatest thing. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.